0: Hello everybody, welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in a series we're doing called Life in His Story. And in um, this series, what we're doing is we're taking some time to talk about the historical church calendar and what it means. And um, we're using it to help us sort of focus our devotional times um, during this season. And I I find it extremely helpful to... uh, to sort of tie in um, every week with uh, the the church calendar, because what it really does is it uh, it just sort of um, puts together in some sort of order the major redemptive acts of the Messiah throughout the year, and and in in spending time thinking about the things that Jesus did while he was here, it helps connect us uh, to his story and to the to the church historical, and I think it just sort of gives us a a neater, a a more interesting picture of of how amazing everything that God has done and continues to do is. You never wanna get sort of um, um, life happening in a very small sort of uh, perspective that's just kind of happening, you know, around you. You 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 find life in in Him, and and He wants us to be aware of all the amazing things that are going on, and all that He's done and is doing, and see how we fit into this amazing story of His. And so we have been working through. The uh, church calendar together. Uh, since this year started, uh, we actually started talking about it in the end of last year in December, and we talked about Advent and what it means. It's about the coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ, and it, it uh, you know. So we began, hopefully, spending time thinking about that in our prayer times, and then Christmas. We talked about the incarnation and then the epiphany season and what an epiphany means and, and Jesus being manifest to the Gentiles and then the, the three weekend season that was just before the one we're in with the Latin names that meant 70, 60 and 50 days out to Easter and, and, uh, and, and really um, most of this year after we move out of Christmas, the rest of it is all pointless at, at, at Easter um, where we, you know, it's all about the resurrection of Jesus And uh, how he defeated death and rose again and what that means to us. It's it's the the main event of the year. Uh, And and so we spend a lot of time getting prepared for it, um, you know, spiritually. And um, this entire season that we're in now, the season of Lent, is just about that. It's about getting prepared to um, appreciate and celebrate the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and what that means. Uh, historically, during the, the, the season of Lent, the topics are about prayer and fasting and giving, and uh, we're certainly incorporating those as, as we go, but um, we're talking about um, the, the spiritual battle that we're all engaged in. How, how Jesus defeated death at the cross, and, and, and as he rose again, um, but until he comes back, not you know, that's when everything gets set right. And we're in this in-between time, and even though the enemy was handed the defeat uh, there at the cross, he still has some time to maneuver, um, trying to keep people out of the light, trying to keep them in darkness, and yet what we're to do is to introduce the light into the darkness. That's why we're here. And so the, the battle rages on, although we know how it ends up, and, and uh, we're to ask God to help us. Um, redeem the time, and to um, be the ambassadors that we've talked about, telling people that there's a way for them to have relationship with God because of what Jesus has done. And so, um, in in light of that, we've spent some time uh, talking uh, so far in the last few weeks as the Lenten season began. Um, we've talked about the importance of of Scripture, and we'll keep talking about that and reading the Word. We we talked about the tricks of the evil one, of the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We we talked about the importance of staying focused on Jesus so that we don't get distracted. Last week, we talked about living with integrity. And this week, I, I want to talk about faith and, and uh, having faith in Him and what that looks like and how important that is in our lives. A little story, though, uh, before we go. Uh, today, the, um, the outreach team went out and they gave away uh, um, chocolate peanut butter eggs uh, as an outreach and they, they took out 150 kits and they just handed them out to people at, around winn and they didn't take very long, they were back pretty quick um, and they also, uh, with that, they passed out a, a CD um, that had a, a, the chocolate song in it that um, my daughter-in-law did she write it and record it? The Dorfel family made this song called the Chocolate Song and there was a CD and so we gave out the CD with it, cho- so it had sort of a, a chocolate theme as they went out and people were really happy to get it, it remind me of this little story about this guy who's, uh, he's walking down the beach, and, and uh, uh, he finds this bottle there on the beach, you know, and, and uh, he was like, uh, you know, right, it's a bottle, but sure, he gave it a rub, and sure enough, out popped a genie, you know, and, uh, and he's looking there, genie says, well, you know the deal, you get three wishes, and the guy was like, oh, how cool is this, and so he, he wished for a million dollars, and boom, all of a sudden, there's a million dollars right there in a big pile, and then He says, "Uh, okay, I I want a convertible. And so the guy goes, poof, there's this amazing, you know, Mercedes-Benz convertible right there. And the guy's like, this is so cool. And so he says, you know what? I I want you to make me irresistible to all women. And the genie says, okay, boom. And he turned the guy into a box of chocolates. (laughs) It's funny because it's terrible. Here's the scripture reading. Fortunately, John chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people, to, bread for these fred? <laughs> That's funny. Where can we get enough bread to feed these people? That's a whole different story. <laughs> uh, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. And Philip answered him, eight months wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? And Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted." So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten them. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. And blessed be the word of the Lord. So uh, in thinking about that story uh, and and, uh, the first point that's there in your notes, and this is really what I want you to reflect on this week in light of um, where we're at in the, the church here um, and, the, and the point and the question is this, who do you trust? Who do you trust? And I want you to think of it in, in terms of, um, are you trusting in God in, in life or are you trusting more in, your, in yourself? Where do, you, where do you really trust? In, in your own abilities to make things happen or, or are you endeavoring to trust in God at least? the best of your ability. Um, John 6, 35, Jesus says something um, that relates to this story. He says this, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. And it's all related to this account that we just talked about and and the things that I want you to consider in a a bigger picture. It's, It's more than an actual... A piece of fish and a piece of bread, there's a lot of significance in the story and the things that are going on. So, so Jesus said, look, um, I am in effect the source of life. I'm the one that you can trust in this life for all of your needs. And, and so we need to talk about that from there. Now in this story, uh, I want to get a little sort of backstory for you uh, about what's happening with the disciples and this big crowd and with Jesus. And Matthew's account um, sort of sheds a little more light uh, into the story. And, And so in Matthew 14, Verses 13 through 17, it says, when Jesus heard what had happened, and talking about what had happened to John the Baptist, which wasn't good, uh, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw such a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came in and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something, to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. So here's the story, um, just so you you, you get a, a pretty good picture of what's happening with the disciples and with Jesus and this big crowd. Um... Jesus has been ministering to these people all day. He's been, he's been taking care of, of them and uh, healing their sick and doing the things that Jesus did because he loved people. The disciples were there with him and he was training them and they'd have been involved in the process too, spending the entire day caring for these people and um, just sort of giving of themselves because uh, it's, it's it, 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 it does require a lot of effort. Um, and, and, uh, and towards the end of the day, the disciples are getting hungry, which is a normal thing. You know, any, anybody here at the end of the day get hungry after you've had a big day of work? We all get hungry, right? So they're hungry, and it's pretty reasonable. There's a lot of people there. It's not like there's a quick mark down the corner or anything. They're, they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and um, the disciples want to eat dinner. And what they've managed to do is they've managed to find themselves dinner. Uh, the, the five loaves and the two fish they've managed to scrounge up that you know they, they took from this little kid. Hopefully he gave them willingly, but you never know. Uh, that he wasn't intimidated to it. Look, here's some lunch, <laughs> dinner, thank you. Um, they figured out how to feed themselves. But they know they just can't stop in front of all these hungry people and sit down and have dinner. That's not going to happen. So they go to Jesus and they said, hey, um, uh, why don't you send these people away so they can go get something to eat like they care. Uh, and really what they're saying is, could you get these people out of here? We're really hungry. We want to sit down and have a fish sandwich. And Jesus says to them, now, now look, let's have them stay. You feed them. And, and the, these guys are just like, how is that even possible? Now, understand the dynamic in that they've watched Jesus do all sorts of stuff already. And he's been doing ministry all day and healing people and God's used them too. But now it's coming down to something pretty basic. They're hungry. They've got some food for themselves. And, and yet uh, Jesus won't send the people away. And he, in fact, he says, no, you give them something to eat. And this just um, pushes their buttons a little. And it just pushes all of our buttons. See, it, this whole area um, is is really sort of what where the rubber hits the road. Last week, I couldn't think of that and I said the mustard hits the road. And uh, I have no idea why I got that, but this, <laughs> this is where the mustard hits the road. So people were looking at me and I'm like, I know that's not right, but I couldn't think of it. it's rubber hits the road, okay. So, and I don't know why I'm using that old cliche anyway, but now it's in my brain. Um, too much information, let me press on. Point number two, so the question is, and here's, here's the big question, what about me? What about, that's always the big question, see? What about me, Lord? What about me? And that's where the guys are at. I love the reactions from the disciples back in John 6, 7 through 9. Philip says to them, Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. And another disciple, Andrew, Simon's Peter brothers, spoke up. Look, we've, we have found this boy uh, with fives. Not like just now. We knew what we got. We've got five loaves and two fish. But how far will that go among so many, it's barely enough for us. It was kind of like a little snack for us, we're hungry. What, what, do you, you know, what are we supposed to do with that? Uh, and, and, and so the question is, what about me? Lord, what about me? Goes back to what I asked you to reflect on. Who do you trust in your life? Your abilities or his? Point three. What we have to do is we have to listen to and have faith in Jesus. Uh, or you might even say you have to listen for and have faith in Jesus in situations. Because that's really what it's about. Um, a lot of times we just get so busy doing our own thing that we never even stop to try and figure out what God's doing. And that's really the, the main thing. These, these guys never even thought about asking what Jesus was doing for dinner. Um, they just got busy and figured out how to take care of it themselves. You get it? But sometimes you need to listen to And have faith in Jesus for life. Really all the time. Matthew 14. Back to the Matthew account again. Verses 18 and 19. Jesus says to them look. Bring it to me. Bring me the fish and the loaves. And he directs the people to sit down on the grass. And taking the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then he gave them the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people. Um. See we need to be listening for Jesus and we need to trust him enough that we we know that that what he tells us to do or where he sends us to go, um, he's going to take care of us. He promises to take care of us. He he told his disciples to feed the people. They couldn't see how it was going to be done and they were hungry. But Jesus said, bring what you have to me. And the disciples did. That's what's important. And when they did, Jesus did the rest. See, they had to, at some point, make this decision of what they were going to do. Now, they, they could have eaten, but they said, okay. and They didn't know what that looked like, but, but they said, okay, we'll just, we'll, we'll give this to Jesus. Last point, point four. I think it's the last point. It's the fourth point anyway. Here's the thing. A little faith goes a long way. It's just really not about how much faith you have, it's who you have your faith in that makes the difference. A little bit of faith in Jesus can change the world. A little bit of faith in Jesus can change the world. See, these guys, it's not like they were like, I don't get at all from any of the accounts that when Jesus said, give me your fish sandwiches, they were like, oh, yeah! It was probably like, "No, nah, we're gonna go hungry. Here, but you asked Here you go. But look what happens. Matthew 14, 20 and 21. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. 10,000, 15,000 people ate. And not just a bite. They ate till they were satisfied. And not just till they were satisfied. How cool is it? that the disciples, the 12 guys who each gave up what little bit they thought they had, each end up with a basket full at the end. They all get a to-go box. See, the, the deal is that, that when you trust God in what he says, he takes care of you. He's the bread of life. If you trust in him, then, then he's got you covered. And, and that's really the issue that's going on here. And I, I, have, to, I have to imagine... Can you imagine at what point the disciples began to engage in what was going on? See, the people might not have known what was going on. They just knew fish was coming and and bread was coming. The disciples knew what they started with. Can you imagine as they kept coming and going? Because, you know, they would go out and give what they had and they would come back and there'd be more. And they would go out and give it away again. and, and, And thousands of people are eating. And, and getting seconds, because they are getting sad, they're, they're, They eat until they're satisfied. Can you imagine what must have been going on with the disciples as they saw God move into that situation? Because they'd responded with just a little bit of faith. See, God wants us to learn that we can trust him in every area of our lives. And, and how amazing is it how something as simple as five loaves and two fish it has such a huge impact when it's given to Jesus. Um, that number is significant. Uh, w- reading this account is where I came up with the thing that I'm always encouraging you to do: uh, is to be thankful for five things and encourage two people. It came from that story, the the idea. And and uh, I, people look at me sometimes, and but but do you know something that simple? Just being thankful every day for five things and going out of your way to encourage two people every day and, and just offered with a little bit of faith to Jesus that you're gonna do it can totally change the world. I mean that. Can have an impact on the entire world. That, that even in a place as small as this on a tiny little island in the middle of nowhere connected by bridges that people who decided to get consistent in, in, in just living for him could impact people all over the world. We already do. But it can happen more and more. And, and how amazing is that? How God uses that stuff. How, how he takes the little things that we, we give him in faith and use them in ways we can't even imagine. In miraculous ways. In extraordinary ways. In, in supernatural ways. He, he moves into things because he's God. But it always comes back to that question that, that we have to reflect on Really every day of our lives. Who do we trust? Who are you going to trust today? Are you Are going to trust in your own abilities? Or are you going to trust in him? Will you, will you stop long enough to listen for what he's got going on today? Or will you just you know, continually press on with your own agenda? Trying to take care of your own fish sandwich. Instead of letting God take whatever you give him and use it for amazing things. That's really the, the heart of this. And what is going on. And this is part of that s- spiritual battle we're all in. Who do we trust? See, the enemy would love to keep us working from our own very narrow, limited perspective and means. And and God is always saying, No, just trust me. Listen. Press into me. Just come with what you got and watch what happens from there. So take some time this week, if you would, and think about that. Who do you trust? And as you pray, and, and hang out with God this week. Ask him. And, and ask him to show you areas where you're really not. And ask him to help you there. So that, that you can trust him in, in, in that way. Experience life the way he wants you to experience. Uh, an amazing life now and forever in his story. Amen. If you're watching on television or on video, thank you so much for spending these moments with us. We appreciate you for doing that we know how valuable your time is and uh, we we hope that you would come back again and if you're ever down in big pine come and visit us we'd love to have you here Uh, if you have questions or if you need us to pray for you go to the website keysvineyard.com, drop us a contact prayer request whatever and we will uh, respond to you as quickly as we can but we're going to close here for today and thank you very much